Oh, hey, it's that phone call in the middle of the movie that causes all the strangers to look at you with hate and spite. Oh, hey, fancy seeing you here. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Naomi, your host, and this is Mindful Movement. Where we talk about psychology, fitness, nutrition, and how all of those things are kind of the same thing, but not at all, or rather how they're connected. So let's get to it. Y'all are in for a long one today. This is something I am beyond passionate about. Building teams, leading teams, strong, effective, powerful teams. I have spent almost half of my life leading other people. I have been a manager for like at least 12 years of my life and leading people is difficult, often done wrong. And the narrative and the culture that we have around leaders is a bossy boss culture. It is one that says, do what I say, don't ask questions, and do it because I told you. This is a huge problem for so many, so many reasons I cannot even begin to mention. Now, I might sound a little ranty today, please excuse me in advance, but... Leading teams is a true art and leading teams means understanding people, their personalities, what drives them, what motivates them, what makes them feel heard, understood, and loved. There's this way that I personally think about love and human connection and I believe that every single time somebody interacts with somebody else it's a bid for love and I don't mean this like deep romantic love that we talk about in um, western culture I mean it's a it's a bid hi that's a bid for love if that person answers you with hello back that's an answer of love in a very mild form for lack of better words if a person answers you with f off that doesn't feel good because they've turned your bid away So I think every single interaction between two humans is a bid of some sort. And we run into issues when we don't see the bid properly and we don't answer the bid correctly for the situation. So if you're leading a team of people and somebody comes to you and says, I see this thing, do you see it too? Meaning... Sarah said that she was here on at 12 p.m. and she actually didn't clock in until 12:30. Do you see this thing? Cuz I see this thing, which is really just a bid for do you trust me in this instance? Do you love me? If I answer that with no no, Sarah says she clocked in at 12, she was here at 12. Or even just I'll take care of it, it's fine. If that person doesn't trust you, and you don't answer that bid correctly, you're starting to kind of put cracks in your team. So let's rewind a little bit. 
There's a huge fundamental issue with leadership in general, especially in the United States, with how people are promoted and how they become leaders or bosses, how they become managers. If you're a manager, let's not get it twisted. Your entire job is to make sure your team succeeds. That's all. It has nothing to do with you, honey. Sorry, if you're a manager, you have one of the hardest, most selfless jobs in the company. Your job is like a mother or a father or a school teacher. You are leading all of those people to success and you need to understand that each single person takes a different thing to succeed. They have different motivations, desires, wants, needs, and you need to pay attention to those things because if you water them, they will water you back. And what often happens today is we see Jerry in finance and wow, he just kills it. He meets his sales goal every single time, every single month, and he just, he deserves a raise. So you know what, Jerry, we're going to take you out of your cubicle in the middle with all the other people. We're going to give you a nice big shiny corner office with a window and you get to make sure everybody else meets their sales goal because clearly you know what it takes to meet the sales goal. So the mistake here, if you can't see it already, is that Jerry's really good with meeting sales goal and really poor at managing people. He's never had to manage people. He's never had to lead people. And he doesn't know how to do it because he's never done it in his life. And now we're taking his entire job of meeting a sales goal and turning Jerry into the guy that's supposed to make sure everybody else meets their sales goal based on the logic that he himself can meet his own sales goal. So if we follow the logic train, Jerry can manage himself very well. And guess what Jerry's going to do? He's probably going to try to manage everybody else like he manages himself. And that's not going to work. That is not going to work. I repeat, that is not going to work. And it doesn't work. It then begins to build a culture and a community within the company that is very much broken in some way or another. Companies succeed and thrive and almost explode when people help other people. And I think the narrative in today's world is it's about me, me, me. I come in, I work, I meet my goal, I do what I need to do, and then I leave. And I do that day after day after day after day. And I don't like my job. I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel good. And I have no purpose. There's no want or drive, need or desire there. That's a huge problem. So how do we fix it? How do we become better leaders? How do we make sure that the people we put in management are actually made to manage? Managers, again, need to be people who understand other people, who understand what it takes to lead others. Not only that, They need to be brave with their life. They have to say, it's not about me. It's about the team. And I need to be able to see where my team is failing and how that might be a deficiency in me. A manager is somebody who can look at themselves or should be somebody who can look at themselves and look at their team and not take it personal when their team is failing because it's their fault instead of blaming the team. It's all of you. It's all of you. It has nothing to do with me. No, 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 Jerry. It's you. (laughs) It's definitely you. So 
There's obviously this clear difference between bosses and leaders. Leaders lead people. They're invested in people. They're invested in their success, their care, their wants, their desires, their needs. Leaders are important. Bosses bark orders, tell them they have to meet a goal, and drive individualistic culture in a company. Selfish culture. You won't go far with a selfish culture, right? What is that saying? Like, if you want to go far go together if you want to go fast go alone something like that there's it might even be the opposite i'm not sure but you know what we're going with it so how do you become somebody your team trusts and how do we bond those people together here's the thing that most people fail to realize in any kind of business company team Your culture is going to be made with or without you. You're either going to have a hand in it or you're not. People are bonded together through trying times. People are bonded together through common similarities, NISC. Like there's this example of if you're in New York and you're from California and you find someone from California, you're bonded because you're similar. And you can scale that out if you're in Europe and you find someone from the United States, now you're bonded, right? California, you're even more bonded. It's it's because we're similar. We're a little bit the same. I trust you. This is inherent. This is this is deep rooted within us. Your culture is there whether you build it or not. So you better take a hand in building it, or it's going to be built without you. Because you know what, all those people are going to bond bond over that their manager and their leader and their boss sucks, and they're going to bond over that. And you, Jerry, are going to be the single man out. And that's what your culture becomes. Your culture becomes everyone collectively hates their manager. This is a very common culture. So what do they bond over? And what do they strive over? Let's screw over the boss because he doesn't give a crap about us or she doesn't care about us. So why would we care about her? And they bond over it and that becomes your culture. Where instead, if you take a hand in this culture building, you can be part of that culture and you can build it, nurture it, and make sure it's a beautiful, just shining, just baby of culture. It's just wonderful and new and nurtured and trusting and caring. People will sacrifice for people that they trust and that trust them. It's very, 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 very simple. And for some reason, we understand this in friendships, but we don't understand this in any other relationship for whatever reason. We, I shouldn't say this. We understand it in our personal lives, right? We understand this from a friendship level. We understand this from a relationship level with our partner, but we don't seem to understand this when it comes to our professional lives. It's like, Oh, throw all that out the window. I don't need to understand this person. I don't need to validate this person. I just need to boss them around and tell them what to do. Or I just have to listen to my boss and do what I'm told. That is, if you were to have a romantic relationship like that or a friendship like that, you wouldn't stick around very long, would you? And you wouldn't do much to reciprocate that relationship. For some reason, we let this little thing called money or currency that we slip in between this trade for time disturb everything we fundamentally know about relationship. We know this. We come to the table. We know it. Every single person that's watching this, that's listening to this, knows what it is to be in some form of ship, relationship, friendship, 
you know what that means. You know how to do it. You know the unspoken faux pas of ships. You just do. Why does that change when, it, when we go to a professional setting? Because of the culture we've created. Because we're taught to listen to the boss. And the boss doesn't know what the F they're doing, quite frankly. Because they have no idea how to lead a team. They have no idea how to be a leader. And they don't know how to build a good community, garnish trust in, in their, their organization. They just don't know how because they've never done it before. So if you own a company, someone that you're going to hire or promote up to become a manager has to be good at people. I don't care if they never meet their sales goal. They need to know people and how to build good teams and how to bounce personalities off of each other and see who works well together and who does not. An intelligent manager and leader will know whom to hire in the organization and who will break the culture, right? It's very, very clear. When you have a group of friends, we all have this skill. We know who doesn't really fit in and they don't really become part of the friend group this happens in romantic relationship as well you don't really fit my culture you don't fit my family culture so i don't bring you into the relationship we just dated twice and now it's like okay bye you don't really fit that's how it should work this is how there's a parallel here right i hope that you're seeing that i'm building a parallel here so togetherness in in like bonding of people is so 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 important i hope that i've made a case for it because i truly believe this is where a business and a company is either made or broken because people will not sacrifice themselves for a company they don't trust they don't care about it because you don't care about them and it's so so important that you care for your people you lead your team and you never ask them to do something that you would not do for some reason (laughs) this drives me nuts in businesses cultures like business cultures and organizations there's this thought that i'm up here now so i never have to do the things that i'm asking all these people on this level lower what you should never ask your team or anyone on your team to do something that you are unwilling to do if you're not in it with them they do not trust you they will not trust you because you're not with them you're not part of them you're not part of their culture or their family or their team you're separate because you're not willing to do the things that you're asking them to do if you're asking your employee to stay and work a 12-hour day to try to meet a sales goal Why are they going to do it for you? You need to ask yourself that. Are you even willing to do it for you? Are you willing to do it for the company? If you're not willing and you're not there in in the trenches with them and they don't know it, they won't trust you because you say, okay, you work 12 hours for me. I'm going to go home now and spend time with my family. You know what that says? I don't give a shit about you. I don't care about you. I care about the money. I care about what you can do for me. No relationship in life works that way. None of them. Why do we think that in business it'll work? What, what, where's the disconnect? It's never going to work that way. 
So buckle up, Jerry, because you're going to stay the 12-hour day and you're going to ask your team to stay with you and you're going to build camaraderie over it. You're going to build community and your company will be better for it. You don't do it alone. That's also another mistake people make. I'll just do it myself. I'll do it myself. I'm the martyr. I'm the martyr. It's all me. It's just my, my, me, 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 poor me. No, that's another mistake leaders can make. No, no. Lead your team to success. Provide them the tools to succeed. Teach them how to use the tools. Give them a room room for error and then watch them go. If there's a consistent mistake in your team with a tool that you have given them, you taught the tool wrong. It's your fault. If it's one person that can't use the tool, it's their fault. What's your job as a manager? You don't fire them. You don't disrespect them. You say, hey, this is an area I see for growth and opportunity for you. This is how I suggest you fix it. And you help them stand back up. And you help them again and again and again in a different way until they are successful. That is your job as a leader. That is your job as a leader. Do you understand that that's your job? It's your entire job to nurture and care for your team. It is not an easy job. It is not a fun job. It is probably the hardest, most self-sacrificing job in a company to manage a team because you have to manage everybody differently. You're always on your toes and you sink with the ship. It's your ship. You have to go down with it. And if you have somebody on your team who, say you've been given a team and you can't see anything positive in Timmy. You're like, wow, he's lazy. He sucks. I don't like him. I don't like anything about him. Guess what your job is as a manager? You need to identify if Timmy fits your team culture, if it's something personal within you that doesn't like Timmy. And then you have to decide, do I fire Timmy or do I nurture and care for Timmy? Don't get me wrong. You can nurture and care for someone And there reaches a point where it's a waste of time and energy and culture. And it starts to break your culture. And you should, as a good manager, be able to see that and identify it. It's really hard when you've invested years of time and effort and nurturing in somebody and they don't follow through for you. You then have to stand up and say, I care for you, but you can't can't be a part of this team. That's hard. That's not fun. Nobody wants to break social harmony. Nobody likes it. And if you do, you're a freaking sociopath. Nobody likes it. To some degree or another, people might be able to tolerate it better than others. But at the end of the day, that's something that nobody wants to do. So even if you've done all your due diligence and you're a good leader and you invest all this time and you help people stand up and you've built good culture and you care about these people, then you also have to be strong enough to say, this person's a detriment to my team, even though I like them on a personal level, even though I'm invested so much time, you can invest tons of time making a mistake. That's not a reason to keep making the mistake. You know what I mean? Jellybean. So here's the thing. If you're a manager and you're part of leading a team, I highly encourage you to self-reflect and see where you are or you are not a good leader. You can be a leader of a family group. You can be a leader of a friend group. You can be a manager at a job. Many people are managers. Many people are terrible managers. 
see where you're a terrible manager, try to adjust it, look at your team, your team will give you clues. Does your team work hard for you? Is your team willing to sacrifice for you? Does your team trust you? Does your team come to you with problems? Do they say, hey, I see this thing, and do you listen to them? Are you open? What culture do you have? All of these things matter. All of these things help people thrive instead of survive in a company. And that is beyond important. I love, love, love people. And I often say that I hate them because it's painful to watch people self-sabotage themselves. And I see it so often with people who are managers. I do. And I see it so often with the manager's manager because they too don't know how to lead people. So they promote someone the same way they were promoted. And we make these mistakes on and on and on and on again. We have these terrible, terrible cultures that I quite frankly think that we should stop doing and stop watering these cultures of just get it done and go home, just work and go home. And then you're frustrated and then you bring it home. Like this carries over to our lives and this becomes a pattern of our life and that's not something that I think anybody should be doing so if you are a person being led if you are not a manager if you are someone being led ask yourself do I feel comfortable in my organization do I feel trusted do I feel heard you have two choices if you do not feel those things you can leave or you can bring it up and give it the chance and then leave if they don't listen to you You deserve to be heard. You deserve to be led properly. And your leader and boss deserves grace to learn how to do it as well. I'm wishing you guys the best today. I will see you tomorrow. I hope you learn how to grow. Shmadios.